So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope that uh, the day's going well so far and hope that your new year is off to a great start as well. Uh, I don't think I have too much to really talk about or preface this episode with. I think we're just going to dive right into some content. But uh, look, I wanted to talk about when the floodgates of emotions swing wide. And I'm going to give you a little bit of context here. And and this is going to really help you understand what I'm all about, uh, some of our deep clean methodology, and what might be required for you to experience sexual integrity and and sexual health in 2022. So here's the deal. When I was struggling with porn, um, you know, and and I would say just struggling to really develop and mature into an adult male, one of the things that was really clear to me was that I was kind of emotionally inept. I was very good at perceiving emotions in other people, I could read them, I could uh, you know, listen to them and, and sort of reflect back what they felt and I had a good sense of what other people were feeling but a really poor sense of what was going on within me. And as you may know, that makes it really difficult to have an intimate relationship. It makes it easy to have professional relationships because people will talk and you will listen and you'll understand them and they'll love you for it. Professionally, that's excellent. But if you really want to have close, intimate relationships, it has to be a two-way street. So the listening skills transfer well into that environment, but you also must be able to reveal your own life and share about your inner world with the other individual so that they also are seeing you and understanding you and knowing you. And that was not happening for me. And as a matter of fact, one of my ex-girlfriends Um, That was one of her complaints about me was that I never opened up. I always seemed to be fine. There was no, um, you know, no sharing of struggles, no vulnerabilities or any displays of weakness. It was always just like I have my life together. And she understood that was okay in a professional environment. She didn't understand why behind closed doors, it was still so hard for me to open up. And you know what? She was totally right, completely founded in in that accusation. And that was a legitimate blind spot of mine. Now, a lot of the guys that come into our programs have a similar experience. They are blinded to their inner life and their emotions. They are numb. And as a result, they are not able to get the help that they need. And they're not able to relate in a way that's actually healthy. So their main relationships are dying and they are resorting to pornography, masturbation, and all kinds of forms of sexual misbehavior to cope and to experience some semblance of intimacy and connection. So you and I would be very wise to really pay careful attention to our emotional lives. Um, I think a lot of guys are scared because they feel like if they get in there, it's going to be a big mess. They're going to become some sappy little blob of bones and they're not going to have any form of masculinity left when all is said and done. And I just want to let you know, while I completely understand those fears, Nothing could be further from the truth. A real man can confront his inner life without any fear or any insecurity. It takes time to get there, 
but that is actually the mark of a healthy man, especially a healthy man who wants to have a healthy marriage, who wants to be close to his children and, and long-term wants to you know be in their lives. These are the kinds of things that are required for you to be relationally healthy. Now, one of the things that does happen in our group, so you have guys coming in, they're stunted and they're stifled emotionally and they're not accustomed to opening up. They're sort of afraid to go there. And when they begin to go there, and when they start to sort of explore their emotional life, it kind of feels like the floodgates open. So we had a client recently share about, um, you know, he's had some big life transitions. He's moved across the country. He just had his first child. He's had some big things go on. But um, since then, it's, it's not while they happened, but since then, you know, within a couple of weeks after, he suddenly noticed that he's crying all the time. And he is having these outbursts of emotion that both he and his wife are not accustomed to. So his wife's looking at him like, dude, what's that? What's the deal? Like, are you okay? And he's kind of looking at her like, I don't know this. It just happened. Like, I'm not, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm just as confused as you are. And they're trying to figure it out. So he came to one of our coaching calls just a little bit in like crisis mode. Like, what's going on with me? Like, am I a chick? Are my estrogen levels like completely out of whack? Like, what's the deal, you know? And, um, and so we got to have a really great conversation and, and I basically got to share with him what I'm about to share with you, which is that if you are experiencing this, you know, maybe, maybe you've taken some of the advice from this podcast or elsewhere, you've realized just how imperative it is for you to get in touch with your inner life and really start to identify some of those parts, some of those emotions and feelings and thought patterns so that you can heal and become whole and healthy. And maybe in that process, you're actually observing like, oh my gosh, like I went from zero to a thousand and I am just drowning in my emotions. Uh, if that's you, first of all, I want to let you know that's normal. I had that experience as well. And as I mentioned, I have clients who ex experience that all the time, including one right now. Uh, but secondly, I want to let you know it's not going to last forever. Usually what happens is, um, well, maybe I'll put it this way. The human heart is sort of like a faucet. And when the faucet is operating properly, there's an equal measure of reception and output. In other words, there, there's flow, right? When a, when a faucet is working properly, it means that if you open the valve, everything flows through. And the human heart is like that. It means our emotions, our thoughts, our overall sense of self has a flow to it. We are, we are regularly able to express ourselves authentically, uh, transparently, and comprehensively there's no inhibition nothing holds us back and as we sort of express ourselves um, we also then get poured into and that is you know having healthy relationships it's doing things in life that actually are meaningful and bring you joy etc etc that is sort of the healthy human heart it is open there's no obstruction and and you're able to flow in and out of it in a healthy holistic way when we become blocked after our emotions, maybe we were taught that they were a sign of weakness, that it's not okay for men to do that. Maybe you were taught that emotions are scary and they're unsafe. Uh, maybe you just got taught um, nothing about emotions. And so you concluded that they were irrelevant and they were unimportant. It was easier to live without them. Maybe you experienced trauma and really intense pain that was actually too much to bear. So it's just easier to numb. All of those responses obstruct the faucet. Sometimes they obstruct it completely, sometimes it's partially. But when a faucet becomes obstructed, what happens is the flow is reduced. 
And if it continues and it persists, eventually the flow is completely cut off. So if you are a male and you're hitting your 20s, 30s, 40s, I mean, we have some clients who are later on in life, their 50s and 60s. And for all that time, you basically have not given yourself permission to feel. You haven't explored your emotions. Guess what? Um, when you finally get permission, you know, you got the Sathya guy telling you that it's okay to go into your emotions and dive in a little bit, or maybe there's, maybe there's another environment or one way or another, you're getting that permission to actually open the faucet. Well, guess what? You have opened the floodgates because you have years of pent up emotion and expression and thoughts and feelings and perceptions. And, and suddenly it hits you at, at once. Now, if you're logical and sort of left brain like me, it's not like every single situation just stacks up in that faucet and they all sort of come rushing through. Emotions are just not that formulaic, unfortunately. I know, much to my own dismay as well. I wish they were. It'd be so much easier to understand. But what, what it really is, is that you give your heart permission to feel and that means things are going to start coming up and it will eventually, or sorry, it will initially feel overwhelming, like it's too much, like it's just complete overload but what happens with time is that you start to manage and you start to become really comfortable with your emotions and it's that when an emotion pops up you're able to work through it you process it and you continue on with your life not a big deal now of course it's varying in intensity so some of the more intense emotions might take a little more time to process i don't want to just present it as this sort of one and done kind of deal but the point here really is that with time as things go on uh, you will become better at managing them. So you have nothing to worry about. And these are really the ups and downs of healing internally is that you're going to have some really high highs and some really low lows and a whole bunch of in between where you're swimming through your emotions. You're trying to just kind of get a grip on it and trying to figure it out. And that's really all part of the process. So there's nothing to be afraid of. This is normal. For me, uh, one of my mentors taught me this critical question we teach it in our group. And it was a very, very simple question. Actually, let me tell you the story really quick. This was how it became very apparent to my mentor how emotionally inept I was. We were having this conversation and she was actually doing an exercise with the leadership team at ministry school. And so she's doing this exercise with us and she kind of put us in this scenario of like, if you were um, like bring to mind a recent conflict you had or that kind of thing. And she was trying to help us identify how we process conflict how we process pain, and, and whether or not we're actually doing it in a way that is emotionally viable and healthy. So I had this conflict with my brother come up and um, the conflict was really, it was really bad on my part. Basically, uh, I came home from, from church. We, we, we drove to church together. We were serving on the worship team at the, same, uh, at the time together. Drove home together and I had to shovel the driveway. So I shoveled the driveway and it was snowing and I don't know why, but I just got really mad that my brother didn't offer to help me, which makes no sense because I volunteered to do it. Um, he, he had nothing, like no obligation. He didn't owe me anything. I volunteered to do it. And then all of a sudden at the end, I'm like, hey, this guy just gets to sit on his butt, you know, by the fireplace. He's drinking hot chocolate. Meanwhile, I'm out here freezing my fingers off, shoveling the driveway. You know, what's the deal? And I, I came into the house like just totally red with him. I was really short with him. I kind of lashed out at him a little bit and it was completely uncalled for, like a total older brother fail. So I'm talking through this moment with my mentor and she's going, okay, so you know, what, what was going on? What, 
what would you do? You know, or what, what did you do? What, what happened? And she's, she was trying to poke and, and sort of bring out the inner response. What, was, what were the emotions and the perceptions? And I was like, well, I really wanted him to do this. And she's like, no, no, no. I, I know that's what you wanted him to do. But what, what were you feeling? What was going on? And it was like, well, you know, I think if it happened next time, um, I would just, I would probably confront him a little bit more strategically. I would use, use better phrasing. And, you know, it was just very left brain, right? And she's, she's looking at me like, oh my gosh, dude, like you're, you're oblivious. You don't even realize it. And, and uh, we, you know, we keep talking and, and she's, she's just asking different questions. And it, for me, it was going back to action. I kept going back to action. There was no emotion. There was no feeling. There was no perception. And she suddenly just said, but what were you feeling? And I was like, oh, uh, I don't know. And she was like, okay. She's like, nobody has ever responded to me this way. Usually people are aware. So your mission, your responsibility in the next 30 days is every day to ask yourself, how am I feeling or what am I feeling? So that was the assignment she gave me. And I did it um, almost every day. I don't know if I did it quite 30 days straight, but I started to really pay attention to my inner life. And it was revolutionary. Like it really helped me get in touch. And what it actually did much more importantly is it made me a present person. You know, I was just showing up in my relationships a lot better. I was way more in the moment. I was able to relate with people more deeply. And when there was conflict or there were issues, I wasn't just problem solving and, and logicking my way out of the issue. I was actually solving it at an emotional, relational level as well. And that really did make me a better person and it made my relationships a lot healthier as well. So if you're you know, in that position where you're like, okay, Cynthia, I'm that guy, like I'm emotionally inept, I'm totally blank, it's all left brain for me, I don't know how to engage that right brain and the emotive part of me, you have an assignment. Your assignment is to ask, how am I feeling every single day for the next 30 days? And um, if you're a journaler, that should be the first thing that you ask yourself in your journal. What am I feeling? How am I feeling? and use some resources to help you label your emotions if you need it. Ours here in the Deep Clean community is the Feel Wheel. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. We highly recommend something like that that's gonna give you a little bit of vocabulary to articulate how you're feeling because when you haven't been taught how to do it, you need all the help you can get and it might feel a little bit silly having this resource, you know, like reading through, like I think I feel this. But trust me, um, it's just like having training wheels when you learn to ride a bike. You need that extra support. And eventually you get to a place where you maybe don't rely on the feel wheel as much. For me, I refer to it every once in a while. Generally speaking, I have some language now that I can use and I'm a much healthier, emotional individual as a result. And the same will be true for you. So uh, I just want to kind of offer a little bit of clarity, a little bit of perspective on either end. You know, if you kind of are feeling like, oh my gosh, I've gone into my emotions. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm overwhelmed. Or if you're, you know, numb and you acknowledge that you're this closed off faucet that needs to open up, the solution is actually very much the same. It's tune into it, lean in, pay attention, ask yourself, what am I feeling? Label it, get really good at processing it and working through it. And as you do that, you're going to become a very strong, 
person internally. And as we all know, strength inside is where all of this begins and ends for a man. You have to be strong internally. And as you do that, you will become a strong person externally as well. People will see it that you are, you know, you're a no nonsense kind of guy. You're not some pushover man. Um, that, that is really the goal. And, it, you know, to be honest, not to go on a tangent, but it's one of my concerns about uh, people kind of coining like toxic masculinity and um, sort of the pa patriarch, uh, patriarchal systems that we've created and sort of, you know, people are, I don't know, they're kind of poo-pooing them a little bit. And I think actually there's a lot of value to them. Um, I, again, I don't think they're all perfect. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand people's concerns, but um, I don't want the pendulum to swing too far to the other end where we dilute the definition of what it means to be a man in today's society. And there's lots of characters to that. We've talked about that on other episodes, but one of them certainly includes having a strong inner life. And I hope that today's episode helps you do exactly that. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I do want to remind you that if you're looking for an extra resource, uh, a free ebook, it's called The Ultimate Recovery Guide, and it's going to give you a starting point for how you can get free of porn. And if you found this episode or this content useful, one thing you can do that really supports me in return is just share the word, whether you leave a five-star review, uh, whether you, um, you know, write out a little review and let people know what this episode or what this material is like, how it could benefit them, or if you simply want to just share this episode with somebody else that you know is going to benefit from it, all of those things go a really long way to helping us get the word out and reaching more men. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you an incredible day. We'll talk soon, guys. Take care. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests, where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.